Stock market update and a few changes actually to what we normally see. The first thing I want to show you over here is the price earnings ratios, but the forward price earnings ratio. So this takes the current share price compared to what the anticipated profits of the company are. Now, things in green suggest that they might be somewhat undervalued, which even on traditional PE ratios, energy is there and so are the banks. And you can see them here. But what actually comes up here is the health makers start coming up and so do telecom services. And what that suggests is that current share price compared to what is expected of their future profits is relatively low, so they're cheap, so they're relatively undervalued. And it also means that some of the big companies you're used to, like your Apples, your Microsofts, Amazons, Tesla, are not as overvalued as you might think based on the traditional PE ratio. So I've shown you these. I shall move myself out of the way as well. Now remember, as we go through the stock market update, well, first of all, have a look at alpishpatel.com forward slash links won't you but also the other thing i'd like you to do is to remember i'm not just going to show you price charts i'm also going to show you value growth income cash flow. we've gone through about ten thousand stocks when i pick some of these bellwether companies that i'm going to be covering here in this update so how has the week gone well as you can see quite a fair bit of green actually not too bad given what's happening in the world uh there's Quite a lot of positivity, uh, but there are some bellwethers, some of the big names like Alphabet and Tesla, which have taken a pounding. We'll have a look at those. Uh, but they've not managed to drag the rest of the market lower. Uh, and that's a positive sign, some sign of strength of, of a market as well. When we look at the exchange-traded funds, so the basket of stocks, now, what stands out here, of course, the inverse uh, ETFs. Those are the ones which go up when something else falls, like the inverse of the NASDAQ. So if the NASDAQ falls, these rise. Forget those for a moment because they can be quite high risk. You can see gold continuing to go at a rip because of uncertainty in the world. Gold tends to be a, a good play when that happens. And you'll also see the commodity exchange traded funds as well. What's interesting, again, I put the inverse ones to one side for a second, is you've got something on the utilities, but also some of the semiconductor ones as well. They've been ripping ahead as well. Now, markets year to date, as I said, we peaked with the NASDAQ at about 44%. We're now down to just 31% up in that downward trend in place. We'll have a look at that in more detail. All of these just crowding around the S&P up nine, which isn't too bad. Now, those on my great investments program have managed because they've been on in a timely manner have managed in some cases with nasdaq rich stocks be up about a hundred percent on their pensions however even those with just more of the s p 500 uh, and got in in an earlier time uh, have managed to get 30 40 percent on their pensions however since then, with the downward markets, of course, the picks have been harder, and it's my job to help them navigate through those, uh, uh, which I've been doing for new students, and that means going through all of this. And I think what we're seeing now is more people coming to us saying, well, okay, now it's harder. I think I need help. You know, when everything's rising, everybody's doing well. It's just a question of how much money are you making? Now it's become a question of, are you making money at all? And that's why, and that's when it also becomes incredibly important to be looking for your 15 to 40 stocks in your portfolio, which tick every single box. And we have all these green lines over here, and that's why we do it that way. This is the time when the tide goes out 
that people realize just how important it is to have that systematic uh, approach. And that's what I'm about. So coming back to all of those things, let's look at the S&P 500. And where are we on that? Now I want to zoom into this uh, because we've continued to get that downward channel. There's that downward channel in this. And just so you can see my gestures more importantly. Uh, and, and it's fallen below the bottom of that support. Now, this is important as well as, of course, geopolitics and macroeconomics. Uh, and what's particularly important about this is it's now that, that that bottom line, when a price falls below a support, that then becomes a resistance. And what you can see if I zoom in, uh, and if you're on YouTube or my Telegram channel, you might be able to see this better than if you're just on TikTok. What you can see over there is that that the market now in trying to move up is having some difficulty. So don't be fooled, basically, is the bottom line by market moves upwards. They may not last. So I'm a little bit apprehensive and cautious. This still has quite a bit to go before it starts doing this. And this is the monthly MACD, which is a measure of momentum. I don't use it the way the textbooks do. Uh, and the idea is it will eventually go in that this direction, but there's still a bit of time and too much uncertainty in the markets to certainly be bullish. Now, as I've said with the FTSE 100, we're still looking at this continuing to fall. Uh, I'm not going to go and advise you and say go short the FTSE 100, but that would be my preferred trade. With Apple, we have some support here. So let's talk about what I might call the Apple strategy. We have a momentum indicator on the monthly, which is slightly longer term, which is fairly flat. And the fear is it does this, i.e. it falls below its own yellow signal line, its own moving average, which, as we know from pattern recognition, tends to be uh, relatively negative, uh, certainly in the short term, and a sideways move for quite a while. I mean, you, yes, it went up, then it comes back down, then goes up. So your money's locked in sideways for quite a while. And that's the downside. So we've got to make several decisions. Would we buy? Well, I'm not looking to buy at the moment. Would I sell? I'm not so risk averse to sell my Apple holdings. So the issue then becomes I hold. Let's call that the Apple strategy, okay? And as you know, with each of these uh, broadcasts, this is how much the analysts think it's got to the upside if the price hits that level. Okay, so Alphabet fell off a bit of a cliff. Now it's stabilized to some extent. Uh, and the, uh, the monthly MACD, which is the dotted blue line, uh, dangerous because it is flattened. It's still above still above its own yellow signal line. So we're going to go with the Apple strategy on that, which is more of a wait and watch. However, that's not to say that some of you who are more risk averse wouldn't be better off just selling. Because if you're risk averse, that's what you do. You ease back before I would ease back. Okay, and if you're more risk loving, my God, you'd start buying. I'm not looking to buy at the moment. And you can see, and I've said that before, and you can see why. Because now if I was looking to buy, I could get in at 121, whereas before I would have been getting at 145. And that, yeah, that's quite a big difference over there, okay? So uh, for me, it's still the Apple strategy with Alphabet. And the analysts certainly think there's a 23% to the upside. What about Microsoft then? Again, very much an Apple strategy for the same reasons of what's happening with momentum. This is actually flattening out nicely and hopefully we'll do this and this will do this and the market will go in that direction. We get something of what some people talk about a year-end rally. I'm not so sure, but yeah, that's of all the stocks I can think of, it's probably... The right balance of risk and safety for me, would I buy more right now? No, not with the market headwinds. So it's still a, uh, a hold for me, Apple strategy with 
that, okay? Uh, and that's what the analysts think over there. Amazon fell off, now seems to have recovered. Okay, and is this giving us clues to what some of the others might do? Oh, not really, actually, it's not. Uh, but it's an Apple strategy with that one uh, as well for me. And I'm going to show you some of the bellwethers, okay? Some of the ones which really are the big, sizable ones which are in the news and so on. Disney, still rock bottom over here. Now, that's not one where I certainly wouldn't want to be buying. But the reason I raised this is because, again, it's a bellwether. We've got all these analysts saying buy. It's really educational that it's fallen so much. It's such a big name. And yet... We know it can rock it ahead and double our money, uh, but it's certainly not one I'd be looking to get into today. Still wait and watch on that one. NVIDIA, same story as ever. So watch my previous broadcast on what the strategy with NVIDIA is. Okay, if it drops a certain percent, I would exit another a certain percent. And that depends on how risk averse you are. If you're very risk averse, if it drops 10%, you'll sell 100%. If you're very risk loving, if it drops 10%, you won't sell anything right? And you balance those two numbers out. How much does it have to drop? How much would you sell based on your risk appetite? Now, if I had a crystal ball, I would tell you exactly what you should do because I know the future, but I don't and neither do you. So that's why you can only judge it based upon your risk appetite, okay? And certainly the analysts think 57% more to the upside. Tesla, as I said, we'd exited. It was a special situation from the start of the year. It'd been doing, doing rather well. And then, of course, indeed, it has continued falling. Uh, Elon's in the United Kingdom as I speak, uh, meeting our prime minister. Uh, this is yeah, it's sideways, not looking great. And even some of them, Google and I have come out with a sell. Uh, so anyway, enough for me for now in that one. Might be one which people get into later. But for the moment, thanks, we made the money, made quite a bit this year. Uh, speaking of making quite a bit this year, Meta was also another one where we made quite a bit. It's now got a bit of a support. So I'm going to go with an Apple strategy on this. But if you're risk averse, you might say, no, thanks very much, Alpesh. It's dropped a bit from its all-time highs. I think I'll just exit. Now, the danger with that is you end up trading your investments, which you don't want to do, which is why I always think it's a little bit better to say, well, if it drops a certain amount, I'll exit a certain amount. Now, the downside of that approach is that you've got to keep an eye on the market. Maybe once every fortnight, just keep an eye on it. The upside is, of course, you can make a lot more because what would happen is you would ride this and then as it fell a bit, you'd get out. So you'd miss all of these falls. And then as it rose, you'd get back in as we did in January of this year uh, and you'd make that gain. Whereas if you didn't do that, so I'm just holding this forever, well, you would have ridden it all the way down, then ridden it all the way up and ended up with 0%, whereas we would have ended up with the 150 or whatever percent return we got this year on Metro, and that boosted our, our pension by staying out of it during this period. I think it was last February, about February 28th-ish, got out of uh, Metro. I said, look, which was unusual because I don't normally, as I say, trade my investments. Uh, so we are with that one, service. Now, like I said, by the way, have a look at arpishpatel.com forward slash links. If you want to be on the Great Investments Program, have a look at that or just email me. Now, service now, uh, Apple strategy with this one. Like I said, the tendency is because we don't want to trade our investments, we just hold on. Uh, you know, benefit of the doubt is, well, we'll just wait and hold. And that's where we are with that one, Cisco Systems. That's fallen off a bit. Uh, and again, it's one of those where if you're risk averse, you'd say, well, it's fallen this much. I think I'll sell 10%, 20%, 30%, 40%, depending on how risk averse you are. Just ease off on it a bit because you can see what the analysts say there. A lot of holes. You can see seasonality over there. And you just say, you know what, I'll just ease off a little bit on this one. And you can see uh, momentum going sideways as well. But I'm showing it, A, because it's tech and B, because 
uh, it's very much uh, a bellwether as well. James, um, James uh, uh, Chambers, their uh, f uh, former chairman, uh, was in India last week. Now, there's Cisco Systems, Netflix. Now, the reason I put Netflix on is because they had those great results. And I thought, well, it'd be quite interesting and instructive given it's a popular stock. Uh, and it's still on target for what I said would be, well, a high-risk special situation play. Uh, and that's the direction of play given the numbers that it had. And you'd really be looking for it to do that. Let's continue seeing what happens. And I've drawn it on chart what was anticipated. And that's Netflix over there. Don't forget, have a look at my campaign for a million.com. Have a look at arpishpital.com forward slash links. Get in touch as well. If you look at arpishpital.com forward slash links, you'll see I also do portfolio reviews uh, for people as well. Thank you very much.